0: Press the button.
1: (laughs) Press the button.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Toontalk. Hey everybody, it's Andrew Davis from Toon Talk Radio on all things North football. Well, it's been an interesting last week or so with regards to Newcastle, Sunderland and Middlesbrough, with, especially with the transfer window and everything that caused for Rafa Benitez and Karanka to really more or less lose their shit. Let's be honest about it. Karanka, we'll get to him in a moment. But it's been a wild and wi- wi- wild and woolly weekend for Newcastle United. Remember, if you want to tune into the show, just go to www.toontalk.co.uk and you can also catch us on Nova Radio. The uh, same thing: www.nova.radio, sorry, www.novaradio.co.uk, and you can also find us on the Google Play app. Uh, after the show, you can also go to iTunes and just type in "Tune Talk and you'll be able to listen back at uh, your leisure to Newcastle United, Sunderland and Millsborough talk only in the North East. Live and exclusive. And also 0191 538 9781 to listen into the show and to call in and just to, to talk about what you think about Newcastle United, Sunderland and a little bit about Millsborough. Well, my main guest this evening is my... Ever ready and always ready with his biscuit. Neil Mitchell calling in from Dubai. Good evening, Neil.
1: Good evening. How are you doing, my friend?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. Well, I think after the, the weekend, well, the week we've had with the Rafa Benitez situation and also Sun, of Sunland uh, actually doing something for a change and, you know, it's, and it's just been a... It's, everything's, everything that could have happened with Newcastle, Sunland and Lisbon, I think happened this one week of pure mayhem with the window. And the only people to come out with it really, without any credit, has been Sunland. And I'll bring in one of my normal guests of the week. Uh, it's Keith next day. Good evening, Keith. How are you?
2: I'm fine, Andrew. Good week Good weekend.
0: Uh, I I must admit I didn't I didn't catch the 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 Sunder game. Normally I have it on, but I was watching Newcastle on my laptop here. So um, You're bad, with man. Yeah, bad man. Too He's right. It's very hard team, to man. get anyway. It's very hard to get on the show to get, right, to, get I, a, I, to get a game. I
1: had, I had Slovakian commentary over here. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it
0: was so, so I must admit, I, I don't think anybody, and his granny, thought that was going to happen. Did it was going to happen with Sunland. But it really is a shocker result. You you see the the fans getting on the pitch. Uh, given the players' absolute chip, how there wasn't. We, we've seen this before, remember, with with Sam Allardyce. But well, I think we did go four nil down uh, a few years ago when he was in charge, and uh, we weren't as bad then. But it it really kicked off it. Uh, Park so to, What was your? What's, it was a shock to you? I imagine too, right? No, well
2: uh, you're saying that. I'll tell you that I, I would. Sorry, I contradict everything you said pretty much because surprise. <laughs> 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 re, well, realistically, though, right. Palace were in a mess before Allardyce got there, which is why Allardyce was brought in. That's his job. He is a firefighter and he generally rescues clubs. So it wasn't nothing to do with Sam Allardyce that they're in that current mess, albeit he hasn't turned around instantly as you expect the bounce effect. So Palace are down there. They're in and around the, the battle. So they're obviously level with ourselves now. So it's not a surprise that that was two bottom end of the table teams coming together. So to beat that team, it, we would be hopeful of any chance of survival. I'd be expecting it. So it wasn't a shock in, in regards of getting a result. The the actual result we got was obviously somewhat unsuspected, we'll come, unsuspected but we'll come back to that. Went there Tuesday evening against Spurs. Mm. Um, I, I looked at the team sheet of who Spurs had out, and, oh, fantastic. I thought quality, and that's proven by where Spurs are. So the shock of the week was holding our own against Spurs, all at home, sometimes more nerve-wracking at home when the crowd can give you a little bit of added pressure, were held by one against Spurs. Didn't look like breaking them down to get goals, but that was Tottenham Hotspur, a cracking good team in the top four. So, you know, there was, writing on the wall, that was a small improvement, a bit of solidarity, a bit of teamwork, and solid across the back were signings that come back from African nations and they were brilliant. And Dong showed why he was bored for, for once. In his time he's been here, two half decent games, and one of the last week was excellent, I thought. And Coney has returned. So the fact that was totally unexpected, uh, no, it wasn't. You would have hoped to beat Palace. What was unexpected is four goals before half time, and normally Sunderland, being Sunderland, we wouldn't do that. We would expect to get shit on by an ex so often it does happen when somebody comes to horn you. That didn't happen. Van Arnholt blanked out of the game. His characteristics of being an attacker didn't show, and his poor defending, what he was known for, did show. So we got the best of him as a, an opposing team. His two weaknesses, bang out of the way, and Allardyce. Oh, God, it was like, you know, it was like changing, like, like handing over the crown, the coronation. Like McLaren, who I, I haven't had a fond word for. He took over the mantle, good, and put that four nil stuff, and so uh, not unexpected, but what a way to do it—the fact that we did actually get the result that we needed, you know, brilliant.
0: Neil, uh, he, he's saying he it was kind of ex- expected. result. Well, what do you think? I didn't well, see it coming didn't at say, all.
2: I didn't say expected. No, no. I just said, but you on the two bottom of the uh, table teams, mm. you've got to you've got to think in with a chance. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't from nowhere because Palace. What were performing equally as bad to this point mm-hmm. as well. That's the point. I mean, the, the result itself, the size of it, and the margin and style and manner, of course, that was unexpected. But pa- palace, are a club,
1: palace are a club and bother. I mean, I, I was actually at a friend's uh, over the weekend, and this couple, of, uh, Ian's a Newcastle fan and Dillis is a Sunderland fan. And so she um, very graciously didn't fancy watching the match. And so she's like, oh no, put your match on, it's fine. So we're sitting watching the mm-hmm. Newcastle game, and I had one eye on the Sunderland game, and she's on a laptop. And I'm like, Felicia, you want to put the, put, the, put your match on the laptop? Yeah, you're 1-0 up. And she didn't believe us. By the time she bothered to check the score for herself, there were 2-0 up. And it was like, what the hell's going on here? You know, and, and and certainly there was surprise at this end, from the Red and White, as not just one, others I've spoke to since over here. Um, yes, I guess... Not so much surprised at the fact that Palace are beatable at the moment, but very much surprised to see them. I was getting, getting te- texts and, and WhatsApp saying uh that'll be 4 4 then at half time because, you know, <laughs> th- th- that healthy cynicism that we all have in the North because yeah. we'd just expect it to go wrong any moment, you know. Um, I think the way Van Arnholt and Allardyce were going on pre match, I think they got that just desserts a little bit, really. Um, it probably worked in my favour,
2: yeah. It got yeah, nothing better than to
1: stimulate that. Hey, if
2: you get told you're rubbish, that's the, the, the biggest stimulation you get in the dressing room, right, to go out. You just think, fuck, right, we'll show
1: them. And you, you lift you, yourself you, to a newer level. You just rate the opposition manager's team talk, don't you? It's the classic pinning mm-hmm. up on the dressing room wall. Bang, ah, there you go. That's ah, what he thinks of you. Correct, that's what they think correct. of you. Um, and, you know, it, it, if the professional football is worth any ounce of grain of salt, They'll have a bit of pride, and they'll not want to see that that, that pride's been hurt, and they'll want to go out and make, make amends for it, and certainly that's, well, they did it in some style, didn't they? I mean, uh, it couldn't really. have happened
2: better, as I said, because it was off the back of a very solid performance uh, mm. against Spurs. I mean, God, you know, Deli Ali didn't get a sniff last week, and he's been, like, you know, in no, the happened. headlines. Um, yeah,
1: I saw bits and bobs of it, and you locked him down very, very well. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a
2: world-class game, but to be honest, on the back of where we had been performing, the way we've been performing, to get that, so Palace wasn't a shock, but uh, it was quality. The thing is, Van Hornhold said everything about Palace. All oh, better teams are better this, better that. Mm-hmm. He never mentioned the stadium because it's got to be the biggest dog of a ground I've <laughs> been to ever. And, I went on numerous occasions, because obviously you you went when Wimbledon were uh, Mm -hmm. obviously playing from there as well, so the amount of trips I've had there has been doubled up, and what a dump of a ground. So his ground is an improvement. God bless our pink seats, long may they live, Uh, and his teammates, well, they didn't show that they had anything about them. There was one quite well-known jury on Saturday night mentioned Mm -hmm. about how some of them players have been performing, and he's been naming your guy, Kabai, ex-player. Mm-hmm. You know, just not doing it. Zaha, just not doing it. Townsend, you know, hasn't set the world on fire since he went there. There's some big names in their team, and you might see on paper they're better than ourselves, but they didn't show, and they haven't showed themselves all season. That's why they're right next to us. Was
0: Sacco, was Sacco in the squad, or did he, or did he actually yeah, play? He did. I don't even know.
2: Finish a part. there, Andrew came on later on didn't he but uh yeah. what what a player that was a good thing i mean i thought that's a good business so. from sam definitely yeah. uh that, yeah. that was his one that you think transfer window it'll pull them out but overall it was matchless. they could have signed anybody you could have I'd tell on saturday there wouldn't be those us lads Yeah, no, there wouldn't have been. Uh,
0: the thing is it with moise is it it's i think do you think the moise effect the fact that he's brought in to be honest i've got a client i even i'm thinking of well, it's mine and Steve Graves' climb, but um, the interesting thing with, uh, with, with Moyes, he's, he's, bro- he's bringing in... Like, what was your thoughts on the players that he brought in, Keith? Because of obviously caused it a was. bit of a laugh, laugh, laughter all the way well, along the time.
2: Yeah, it was, like the old school, you know, but look here, we needed players, and I had said on the Van Ornhold imminent transfer, which ultimately I mean, did, through, crack into mm-hmm. the business money-wise to get that for him. Brilliant. Yep. Sovereiro, obviously I wasn't at the game on Saturday, but he, he was apparently a very tidy uh, left-back, so quite happy with that. A much-improved defensive player. He's got to stay fit, so it's one game, you know, uh, two where they get carried away. It was a good game and a good result, but it was one game. Mois mm. uh, had to be shopping. We said this on last week's show, the week before. Mm. He had to be trading one player and bringing in two or three there'll be low knees, freeze or whatever but he did and he ran, he ran the budget he bid 14 million he bid um six or seven million he was bidding mm-hmm. so he, he was in there but look we've got who we've got we've got to do the same as what we always do fight to get out of it the thing is there's a whole load of teams you've mentioned at the top of the show about Burra mm-hmm. getting they mm-hmm. obviously dragged back down to it uh to be honest the current way to play. Liverpool could get rather good. They were good top Liverpool <laughs> with <laughs> club performances. No, realistically, there's a lot down there. somebody can string two or three results together, they could actually pull away from that pack. You know, so it's possible. But what Moyes has said was, which is surprising and what I have hated from the outset, mm. he started with his Dawa, uh mm. opinion of the club. He's actually said, oh, he says, I, I think we can save, I think we can uh, achieve safety. Well, I'm thinking, Hey, that's the first time he said something out loud in public in the media that things could be all right. And I'm thinking, well, mm. that's all you want as a fan. You've got to go and have hope if you if you're getting despair from the people who are meant to perform for you. So, mm. look it's two good results on on in my book. You know, a good point and a good
1: three points away. Uh, got to keep it going. But other clubs are winning as well. So yeah, hope. I think that I think that that mm, was, yeah. for me when I looked at the results at the weekend. You've got a great result, great win, but then everybody else around you did, did this pretty much the same. Well, Swansea only got dumped. Mm-hmm. Ab- above, above you, though, Borough and Swansea, you've com- what's happened is the league's compressed for you. Correct. And so now, Correct. you've got more in the mix. Above the bottom three who are now more in the mix, as you say. It's the classic, somebody always gets dragged in as the season mm-hmm. goes on. Could be one of them. It, it, you've giving yourselves chances to save yourself and that's all you can ask for in that situation is to have it put back in your own hands It's mm-hmm. still technically in other people's hands but the the league's now so compressed it, it's the old school saying three points for a win and what a difference it makes if you can pick wins up in that position suddenly right. you're, you're climbing and so um, if you kind of take heart and build on that you'll never be able to build on note all season <laughs> Correct, yeah. Um, it. Well,
2: it's coming at a prime time. This is the business end. Right. Typically, when Sunderland do, do things mm. that amazes some people, Andrew said he was amazed that the Palace result ah, wasn't. Uh, mm. So, But if it was, it amazed you it amazed others. So let's crack on, take it from mm. there. Good game. Southampton are beatable at the weekend, you know, coming. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a few plus points for few home games uh, in my for a bit of a run. So... Um, see what we'll do, and by the way, Man City did nick it uh, Well, Jesus, mm, yeah. or however yeah. you want to pronounce it, but we've got them Jesus. coming in uh, exactly, but it's Jesus in my book, that's how I read it, <laughs>
3: uh,
2: but realistically we've got Man City, they're beatable, you know, mm. I mean they didn't totally dominate Swansea, so it's it's possible we'll nick, nick something against them, and historically we've we've had some good results against them, so um I'm more positive than I have been of late, boys. It, it was uh, all good news for mm. so, uh, I think, or uh, better than what we've had what went before.
0: Well, we've got we've got a lady on this evening. Uh, obviously, we're going to make sure that uh, Keith's keeps on his best behaviour with a young lady uh, returning to Toon Talk. It's Chloe Ingram, a freelance marketing consultant interested in digital marketing, live music, and Newcastle United, and not a fan of uh, Sainsbury's. Has Keith, been to, has Keith been to Sainsbury's? Have you been there? It's very posh, actually, I think, going to Sainsbury's. Uh, yeah, Yes,
2: so there's, a, there's a little Sainsbury's over here nearby, so we've got everything. There's a Weickler, there's a Tesco's, and the Sainsbury's. Do! I mean, we're prepping to go and sell you or
1: not. Every helps, but there we go. I, I didn't know <laughs> this was
2: a supermarket chat show, so
1: <laughs> there are, There are other supermarkets available. I feel like I must say.
0: <laughs> well, good evening, Chloe. How are you doing?
4: Hi Andrew, I'm fine, thank you, how are you?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. Well, were you surprised, obviously it's been an interesting season for Newcastle United, but uh, were you I think the, the, the Crystal Palace result, were you surprised that Sunderland managed to get something out of that one?
4: Um, yes, I, I, I was, but I mean that is kind of typical Sunderland that they will always, um, when you think that they're, I was really hoping that they would be going down as we go up, <laughs> So that, I mean, I don't, I don't know why people think it's wonderful to play them in the derby. After the results we've had over the last few years, I never want to see them again. Um, but it's just typical that they'll pull something out of the bag at this this stage. Knowing knowing their luck, they'll stay up.
0: Yeah, I think, I, you know, when you look at that table, um, to me, you look, I, I, as a, if, if you're a Southern fan, you must have now, the genie bottle, to me, looks like it's, it looks like it's possible. Um, I think the one team that you should worry about is Hull because they're on the on the charge. Keith, mm. you've got and I and I do think um, this 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 it's going to be. I think because Newcastle are in, a, in such a well in the league uh, where it's getting nip and truck as well. uh what what have you how have you found watching uh, New, Newcastle this season? Obviously in the in the league and now with the Rafa situation
4: watching
0: Newcastle this season? Yeah, what's been your, obviously, we were in the Premier League last season, you've been watching them on on TV, and maybe on on the laptop, what's been your take on on the team itself, because, you know, we we seem to do quite well, and then, you know, we've had the rougher situation with the the transfer, and, you know,
4: with a window and there seemed to be a real kind of lull. If you'd have asked me what I thought just a few days ago, on Thursday, I was really, really, really depressed because I think that's uh, the draw against QPR, we should have done better there. And it just felt as if everything was starting to go downhill, um, whereas obviously, and especially as Rafford said as well, he's pretty much kind of defiant in his like, post-match talk. Um, in that um, it's obvious that he's been messed over by Mike Ashley as mm. every manager at Newcastle seems to be uh, but then obviously Saturday that was good that we managed to have a positive result and also Rafa's given a press conference since then saying that he is going to stick around mm. so things do seem to be kind of on the up It's mm. the one thing that I would say I don't know if you would agree with this Andrew um, when I watch Newcastle when I do get to see them because obviously not on the telly as much <laughs> now that we're in the championship but um, I don't think think that
0: they look that that we look like a team of champions. Mm. Yeah, good point. Uh, what, what do you think Keith? You, you, obviously you're suddenly, you you watch Newcastle you, you know, I watch you're around it.
4: Of, I watch a lot of
2: Newcastle when they're on and obviously highlights come over well here but on obviously IDV you see a little bit but views on that. Um look at it. you've heard me views on David Moyes regular He's on a fantastic salary. It doesn't matter what Rafa Benitez had a, a season, or uh, sorry, the back end of a season with Newcastle, and he knew what he was letting himself into. It had been played out in the media.
4: Mm, he was under no that, illusions. That's Hang true. On, just,
2: no, because it's back to our manager. No illusions of what Newcastle had went before. Chloe just mm. said every manager has been done over by Ashley. Mm. So why did Rafa think he was special to, to not have some area and bone of contention? So. But back to what I think of him, when they see Rafa the Gaffa and it's Rafa Lucian," all this banter Mm that goes with him, he's getting paid a fantastic salary. He has still got and has spent more than many teams in the Championship, certainly in the top four to six. He should be able to work with what he's got. And that's what I've said about Moyes all the time. He, He may come out in the press and say, oh, well, I've been misled. Tough if you have. Get on with it. Stop your dirty laundry and airing and that because it's just not needed. It's bad for morale. You've seen what has happened to us when Moyes came out early doors. Fans disgruntled. Players have virtually threw the towel in if they say the gaffer throwing the towel in, spitting the dummy out. Take your wages. Do your job. Prove you're a great gaffer. If you really are, you've got some of the better players in the championship. And you know what it is when you've got to look over your shoulder, kick on from that and manage those players you've got. Not come out and cry at like your baby and say, well, i was promised a few more as well in January. Tough, mate, you didn't get them. And you know what it is, even if he was given the budget and somebody says, actually, a don't because he couldn't then take somebody down from the Premier League, even if he left sitting on the bench. If he couldn't get his players, that might have been the case anyway. Yeah, he could have had the grudge saying, I haven't been given that chance. But he's paid the manage. He's managing in a league that he should be walking if, if it's believed that he's the world-class manager he is. So I still don't get, from Rafa's point of view, I'd say get lost, son, stop crying and get on with it. And those players, by the way, they should do likewise because they should be a cut above most of the championship players and they should be walking with their heads held high in dominating games, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Newcastle have only got themselves to blame for the last week, uh, you know, own goal. I think the one goal was in the press and on the pitch, you know. But they pulled it around on Saturday, so, you know, he's got a rallying speech work. But he's got to do that every week. He's got to say, we're better on this, we're going to win it, and get the, the belief in the players.
0: I'll get your reply in a minute, Chloe. Neil, because uh, I'm, I'm. Anyway, um, Neil, what he's just said there about. I'll let you comment. Give me your thoughts, Neil, then we'll get Chloe.
1: What, on what Keith just said about Rafa?
0: Well, um, everything,
1: everything. Everything. Look, but um, there's, there's, there's a power play going on here. And, and, and Rafa's playing it very, very well, if you ask me. He's making it very clear that he's our man, and he wants the back end of the fan. Now, what that's to achieve, um, I'll let everybody make their own assumptions on that uh the transfer window um I, I i think very validly i didn't want to see we're buying rubbish or taking mm-hmm. tat that we we'll would have to then get try and get rid of if we got promoted loans was the best way to go the three top targets we had didn't come for varying reasons um and therefore we were left you know with with the the meager pickings now believe who you will Newcastle say that Townsend was close. Allardyce is still saying that Townsend was nowhere near. Um, It was really to be believed. But when you've got someone like Freddie Shepard coming on the radio saying he wouldn't have done that deal, you know it was a bad deal. Come on. you know. And and so um, perhaps they knew it was never going to happen, perhaps they didn't. But either way, hasn't it done a really, really, really good job of galvanising the fans behind the team and creating a bit of siege mentality, which works very much in our favour, Right down to Yedlin clearing off the line with the last kick of the game on Saturday. That's the long time since I've heard that stadium bouncing like that. And that's what we need to keep up for the rest of the season.
4: I would agree with Neil that Rafa's done a brilliant, brilliant job of galvanising the fans and getting everybody behind him. I mean, you could hear that. I listened to the match against Derby on the radio, and for the first couple of minutes when there was that injury to the uh, Derby player, Russell, you could hear like, just just people singing Rafa Benitez again and again. That was all that you could hear for minutes. And, you know, it's like that pretty much every match. I mean, that is wonderful. Um, but just in fairness to Rafa, um, Keith before said that Rafa has spent more than, you know, almost anybody else in the Championship. But he's not building a championship team. He's building a Premier League team. Newcastle United deserves to have the absolute best quality players. And bear in mind that um, in the summer, when we sold players like Sissoko, there was, we made a profit on the transfer window. Rafa should have had a spending money in January to buy whoever he wanted. And I'm sorry, but I just don't believe that um, things like Andros Townsend was actually ever a real serious deal for Newcastle, because I've heard it too many times with this club, where we promise people, promise things, and it doesn't happen because it's just a smoke screen to try and keep the fans happy and then they say at the last minute oh we didn't manage to pull it off I just think that's I I just think there was never any intention to get any any decent players in
0: Uh, The thing thing, Chloe's hit on on the nail of the head when Rafa Benitez was made manager of Newcastle United he was made the manager he was not made a coach he wasn't Mm. beholden to any committee Mm. Rafa Benitez Asked a lot. He asked for a few. But he didn't have to have too many players, did he? He asked for one or two, possibly three, if we could bring them in. He's made Newcastle have a profit. Whatever Newcastle are playing, paying, this is what I was. I wanted to have a go with uh, Keith, but it doesn't matter how much Newcastle United are paying Rafa Benitez. They're getting one of the best managers who's been proven of in most clubs he's been to. He's won a European Cup. He's one...
2: No, 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 you're I you're missing the point
0: in the fact that he... he Yes, he, he has to work with what he's got. Fa- fair dues. But he was told... in And I, I remember this. We we're, were looking at the next three windows. He's brought them a hell of a profit by getting rid of the players that didn't want to be here. And three weeks ago, Mike Ashley, as Chloe said... He drops the bomb on everybody, allegedly having this meeting. Well, he's never he's never met um, uh, Rafa Benitez in the last couple of months, anyway. So the bidding is being done to undermine Newcastle United, and the fact that Rafa Benitez has come out and told people um, exactly what was on his mind. Mm. Yes, he's done it before. Uh, he has, you know, but he he had similar issues with Liverpool, where they. Oh, wow. I'm not, Sorry, I'm not go ahead, Raph, I mean, um, go, Keith, I'm go not, ahead.
2: You're saying you, you come back to me, though, if is is I didn't see Rafa as a bad manager. What I'm seeing is when when he done Wednesday, and Neil's actually pointed out more so that he had an agenda for showing the calls to say, look, I'm unhappy about not having the signings I wanted. But what I'm seeing is now moving forward. He has to just do his job. He hasn't mm-hmm. got them and put up with mm-hmm. it. The Mike Ashley thing should not be a shock for him because leopards don't change their spots. Yeah. Uh, he may rub along with them a bit better on some other managers. He may coax more out of them and get a little bit more leeway because of his his CV. But the, ultimately it is he didn't get them. And what I'm saying is now more for if Newcastle want to survive and get up an automatic promotion, whether they're not champions or second, it doesn't matter. It's that main field of the playoffs Rafa, if he doesn't yeah. want to go through that and he wants to enhance his CV, he's done it in a particular way. He's And what he has done, it. if he does have to leave the club as well, he's 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 also cleaned his own uh, nest out and saying, well, it wasn't my doing because I'd asked for X, Y and Z. He's covered his options both ways and played that game very well, pinged it back Ashley. But as a manager now, window is closed. He has got a better selection of players. I'm not disagreeing about the profit he made, but let's face it, that profit had to be made because those players were not staying. And I don't think he negotiated the sale of uh, Genie Minaldo, and he didn't negotiate the sale of Sissoko. Those fees were set by the club. So the profit... What, th- those guys had been want-aways once relegation was happening. So the profit that came in wasn't Rafa's particular skill. Him winning the championships... Uh, trophies you're referring to, that's his skill, he's got these players now, a squad of 20, whatever you've got, and there's some cracking players in there, uh, Yedlin, who you've just mentioned, he was lower end Premier League, but certainly excellent for the Championship mm. in what I thought, and I said this on your very start, the season show, mm. so I think you've got some good players, he has to work with them, show what he's made of as a manager, and not cry about it in public albeit I know why he has done that, rightly pointed out the agenda. But look, I think they've still got enough to do it, it's just silly mistakes need to be cut out to avoid them playoffs because they are horrendous.
0: Yeah, I I think, uh, Chloe, uh, Chloe made a good point because the thing is, even though uh, Saturday's result was, you know, the the win was the most important part, but the fact that we are, I I think, to me, it was galling, Yes, we had a f- we had a few chances, but we're not really dominating. Like I think, like Keith said, we? like we're not we're not dominating. No problem, no problem, Keith. I, I know you've gone. Um, that's the thing, isn't it, Chloe? When you watch Newcastle, you're not watching a team really going at going at teams, are you? We're, we're more or less, you know, we're not we're not we're not, we're not playing champagne football.
4: Exactly. Um, and Newcastle have become very, very complacent, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of the feeling that I get. When we had that really good run at the start mm-hmm. of the season, we, we lost the first couple of matches, then we went to that really good run. It felt very exciting, mm-hmm. because Rafa brought in all these new players, he was rotating the teams, you're getting to see new people play, um, and it felt like everybody was having to almost compete to get their place in the mm-hmm. team. It. And it felt as if there was always a lot, as if anything could happen, and as if at the start of each match, you didn't know what the, what the score could possibly be, whereas watching, listening to that Derby match on Saturday, it was Mm. kind of horrible towards the end, because I was just like, you know, chewing my fingernails, hoping that we're going to, pull, you know, keep a 1-0 lead, that's pathetic, we should be doing Mm. much better than that.
0: Yeah, well that miss by Ince was a shocker, wasn't it Neil?
4: Absolute shocker.
1: Do you you know what it is? Everybody at the top there now is, is shown the signs of a wobble, and I find it interesting the way the other results have panned out. Mm. Um, we've had a bit of a hand, while lot other teams around were. Mm. Um, you, you've just got to take these results when they come. You know, you, For every cube we are, there's going to be a derby, and so um, as long as we're going in the right direction, we've just got to keep counting the points. I think we're now ahead of the points tally from the last time we went up, and that's the first time mm-hmm. we've been ahead of that, that mark for the, this season so far. <laughs> um, we've got players coming back from injury, players coming back from African nations. I think you, we, we've got to look at the bigger picture. And just go ahead, t- Chloe. T- t- t-
4: L- looking at the bigger picture, I wonder yeah. if if you put this team that we have currently into the Premier League, how well would they do? Because they don't <laughs> look like Not a Premier really, League Chloe. team.
1: But they, but they don't, and they don't have to. They just have to look like a championship team for now.
4: But, but, then, but then we will end up going down again. If we get promoted, we'll end up going down again. That's, I don't want us to be well, in a club that's seesawing all the time. It's always um, the same, isn't it? Yeah.
1: even more reason not to waste money in January on players that we've then got to offload in the summer. I, I think we genuinely have to just live in the now at the moment because the number one objective is get out this division, first attempt, and don't become a Nottingham Forest or a Leeds.
0: So I, think I, Wednesday. I think I what Chloe's yeah.
1: getting at... Yeah, yeah I, know, I, know, I know exactly what Chloe's getting at, and I get it, and I understand it. Yeah. And there's players there with potential to develop and potential to perform, mm. but we're going to have to make wholesale changes to that squad yeah. if we go up anyway. So we, we don't have to worry about whether they look like a ready-made Premier League team right now. Let's worry about that when it happens and see who's ready for it. Plus the fact there are some players who genuinely, and we talked about this last week, somebody mm. like Mbembe, who in the Premier League looked, looked solid in mm. the Championship. He hasn't. Some players don't suit the Championship. Some players suit the Premier League better. So I think we've, we've, we've got to really try and just live in the now and not look too far ahead because we haven't achieved objective number one yet, which is promotion. Then we'll worry about that because yeah. we're going to have to spend a lot of money if we go up anyway.
0: I think the one thing I, the one thing I took from yeah, what Rafa said, the, the word dining is, like for me, he wanted to give them a boost. And I think, obviously, us a boost as well. Because I think, well, when Lee comes to the show, Lee comes to the show later on, I think what, he, what Townsend would have brought would have been that dynam, dynamism in the mm. team. And mm. I think the yeah. problem now is, because of what's happened, Chloe and Neil, I'm for sure... The fact that he's put his foot down and, and said, I, however however that deal was structured, New, Newcastle came out, didn't it, Chloe and Neil? They turned and said, we'll pay the 13000000 million, bada-bing, bada-bing. That's what we heard, that's what they said. Mm. So that deal went from, we'll pay the dosh, we'll hand it over. The problem we've got now, Chloe, is that because something, because Mike, he's not happy, um, he wasn't kept in the loop regarding bringing the player in, we're going to lose Rafa Benitez at the end of the season. There's no doubt about that. Like, I, I, Tim, oh, Sorry, can we go ahead.
4: I, I, I worry that I it will happen before then, to be honest. If, don't forget, yeah. I mean, Rafa is a guy with an amazing international pedigree in terms of his CV. So there could be a club anywhere in the world that could turn around and say, right, we're going to pay the money, you know, come on. And if behind the scenes he's being wound up by Mike Ashley and being let down, he may well go somewhere else
1: yeah uh, but Neil I, would, I would suggest Rafa would have walked now it rafael doesn 't need this yeah. no he doesn't need it in in, in he he's, he comes across as somebody who if he, what's he got to lose by walking away now absolutely now, and I think he would have gone already i don 't think that's what he wants. I really don't think that's what he wants yeah. um, he certainly We keep return keep i keep returning the word project project project. Yeah. He has a bigger picture. He has a bigger vision. I I'm, I'm genuinely believe that. He's and set. this manoeuvring of the fans to get the siege mentality and draw the wagons in a circle, very clever. He knows exactly what he's doing.
4: Mm, I mean... He's certainly doing a, a very good job, as you say, manoeuvring the the fans into siege mentality. And he always strikes me, actually, as a person with a lot of integrity. So mm-hmm. I would think that because of the fact that he says that he's going to be staying, I can't imagine him actually accepting an offer to go elsewhere in the next the next few months. Because he just come, he comes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm being naive, but he comes across as being like a really nice bloke.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I think it, that's a thing. It's uh, with with Rafa. Even I saw an interview with. With uh, Sami Amiobi, and he's he said to me he says he's get, he's really he's really excited by Rafa gets him, you know. He, he sounds like he wants to really go for it. I think uh, the problem UCAS are going to have because we're not dominating games the way that I think, like Chloe said, we should be. Yes, the championship is a different animal, but if if you're full on, you know, it's St as Park at them. You know, I think a lot of games we saw, and I think Neil will agree, that we can't. The games just peter about, don't they? They just go on and on and on. Not nothing much happens, and and that's the thing about Newcastle. If if we're not if he's if we're not allowed to, um, you know, enjoy having somebody, you know, managing the city, because that's what Rafa Benitez eff- essentially is, in my opinion. He he is managing expectations. When you when you see that. And as soon as something comes up that goes against what somebody was promised, um, Mike Ashley to me, he's already made his decision I, I personally this is just because it it's very he's notorious isn't he because when you when you deal with him and you you try and you, you can't disseminate you can't disseminate both both projects the way I, the way I think about it he tries to you know, he puts he puts a line down saying, "Well, I'm going to go as far as that." But when you when you basically get a manager to sign a contract and say, "Right, this is what this is what it's going to be like," and he brings other people to undermine him, um, that to me was the bigger story about the all because obviously I've I've got sources who, just, you know, the interesting thing for me is I heard the day before what was going to happen on the night time after the game because I was worried that. You know there, there was going to be a bad bad performance, and we were certainly lethargic and that's the problem isn't it with newcastle the, the players have got Neil's right when he says the players are coming back from the African nations, but that team needs needs front 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 foot mentality. The one thing that worries me is that if you look at the um look at the Gale situation with his hamstring um I think we got lucky there because he came off quite quickly. Well, but he was, you know,
1: he was a sensible professional. He sat himself down on his backside, and protected know. the injury, and didn't try and run on it. He knew yeah. exactly what he was doing. That's a that's a footballer who really respects himself, his team, his manager, and everything because he knew he was injured. And mm. my understanding is he's kept that from turning into a grade three tear, mm. which you know that's that that's thinking. A mm. footballer who can do that on the pitch, who's got the nose to do that on the pitch, you got to really, you know. Showed the lad some respect for that, because he yeah. could have put himself out for eight, nine, ten weeks.
0: You know, the, the one thing that bugs me a little bit of um, I, I, I've always I, I, Sami Obi Obi divides opinion amongst the you know the Newcastle fans. They they love him obviously, but they look at him, they look at him as a player quite suspiciously. I think Chloe. Um, the reason obviously when you when you look at back the fact that Andros Town didn't come back, uh, when you look at Sammy obi that's really the option that due to what what's been going on behind the scenes, that's probably the the one thing that's that worries me a little bit is the fact that, you know, he might he's not gonna play a lot of games, is he, Sammy? But um he's you know, he, he looks he looks better. What what do you think of Sammy Amiobi and the fact that he's probably gonna be coming on for half an hour, twenty minutes here and there? Uh, it could be a good story couldn't it Chloe but you know that's the thing is he's they're going to have to go to the kids essentially um if the backups aren't there.
4: yes they will do I mean Sammy Amiobi is okay Mm. um but you know he's a a squad player at best he's not somebody who is going to ever make like a big impact to the team Mm. and to be honest that's I think something that he is personally responsible for because if you look yeah. at the, the the players who have been around Newcastle United for a while I know Sammy Obi's obviously been off on on loan mm. but um, I mean Gufran we've had him for a number of years he's n- never really been that amazing and yet this mm. season he's really stepped up to the plate he's been one of our better players and he's put in a really really good performance every single game he's played in so Sammy Amiobi could do that but I don't think he's going to.
0: Neil, it's, it's always been a bugbear, Sammy, I think, of Newcastle fans. Sam, are with Sam, Sammy. Sammy's
4: done his role, because that's
0: who's coming back
1: from the African nations now. Sammy, Sammy's filled in for the few games he was needed to fill in for. I don't think you're going to see much more of him. Mind, that was an, <coughs> an atrocious foul on him, by the way, against QBR through the That stamp right in front of the linesman that everybody decided to ignore blatantly he was out. One, of the, one of the more outrageous things I've seen let go in this division and the referees mm-hmm. and linesmen who really. Seem to be officiating with one eye shut when it comes to Newcastle United. Mm. But back to the main main point. I think Sammy's done his job. He's filled in for a few games while the squad was a bit late. Um, you've got to also remember what well, better youngsters are all off on loan elsewhere at the moment. So the, the the youngsters that he's been leaning on in the cup and bringing through aren't the second string. They're the third string, really. Um, mm. You know, there's there's a lot of better lads getting out getting game time at other clubs with the way that we've never seemed to be able to do and, and never had the, um, the balls to try with young players and instead of just we just let them rot in the academy, you know? Mm. I think th- this is the dilemma we've got. And, and I think he's been forced to, 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 to play something. To be fair to Sammy, though, I gather he's shown some exceptional attitude mm. and positivity, which, you know, that, that's the least you can ask from anybody. Because bearing in mind, it's not that long ago he was told by Rafael he should think of finding himself another club. Mm. So he's still come back. And he's done his duty. He's done his job, and we say thank you very much. But I don't think you see much more of him this season. He'll be genuine. He, be a bit part player, Andrew. So I, I wouldn't be mm. minute as in a twist about Sammy.
0: Yeah, the one thing I thought, Chloe, is that you know, so, so there's some. Th- the one thing I suppose it's a bit like the Shawler syndrome, isn't it? When you when Shore was on, you, you you felt there was something he could do more than what we actually. You know, he he he's got. let be honest. He, he's probably one of the. Um, highest goal scorers, uh, I think in Europe of any any Newcastle player. I think we can use
4: that Newcastle for about a hundred. Yeah, years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I have said there's always a little piece of my heart that's always going to, think, you know, think really to well. Do to something. Well, yeah. because he, he was the Sunderland Slayer. You knew that if he came, <laughs> came out during a derby, that something might happen. Whereas, ah. um, you know, if, if we we can't just like Sammy Obi just because his mm-hmm. his brother was at the club for such a long time.
1: Uh, I agree. I just, Go I ahead. I was just with a Spurs fan over here a couple of years ago because at one point um, I think Shola had more goals in the Champions League than Spurs. <laughs> 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 and, and 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 when I pointed that out, they were a little. Bit, I don't think they knew what to say because I think they went away and checked and sort of come back with. Um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. aha <laughs> well, uh, you know, but look, I, I, I think I, I I love the army family. Um, you know, the, the, they're a family that anybody connected with the club at any level has got to know in and around the town. The, the entire family are absolutely gorgeous. They'll forever be yeah. connected with Newcastle United in my heart in many, many ways. And I think that's what you say about them, is is they, they give everything they can every time they pull the shirt on. That's all you can ask anybody to do. Really.
0: You know, the, 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 the one thing I I want, and I think Newcastle if fans, you know, you want to see Amiobi come on and absolutely tear it up. Because that's the thing about him. Obviously, he's, he's, he's got a strong guy. He's look. He, he looks. I must be. He looks a big lad. Like comes on the pitch, you know. He's he he really looks like he must be at least six, six forty. Well, he's he's a really tall lad. You know, he's a big unit, and that's. Big, but he's got he's got bigger because he's been playing regular football in other clubs. But you know, Chloe, when you you just want him to tear it up, and you know, you, you, that's the thing. He should know that he doesn't want to become. Um like not not like his brother, but you you y- always felt that he that he's got someone to give, and I'd just be nice to for him to you know get get a couple of minutes here and then and absolutely tear it up
4: yes, for him to fulfill his potential because mm. I think you're right, I think he has got there, there, there is something in him, but maybe mm. he's maybe he's like living his brother's shadow a bit, maybe he thinks he's kind of because um, I know um, didn't they have another brother as well who played for yes,
0: the
1: Tommy.
0: uh, Neil, know that one.
1: Tommy. Tommy Amiobi.
0: Tommy Amiobi, yeah, I, meant, uh, I think I remember that.
1: Um, he was involved in the Academy for Rail. I think he ended up playing in. If I remember off the top of my head, he went to, mm. went somewhere like Iceland and then out to Canada. Oh, really? Off the top of my head. Um, I might be making that up. Yeah, up no, that's... Green. I think...
4: I think that sound, sounds about right. But um, obviously, scholar has got a kind of legendary status at Newcastle. So maybe mm-hmm. there's, that's part of it, that Sam a little bit in his shadow. Um, or it might just be that he actually needs to spend some time where he gets to, to, to play some more matches for us and actually be in the team. But, I, I, Andrew, I, have to, I, think, I think you're right. I mean, he's, got, he's, he's always had that potential. I mean, I always smile when I see him come on. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's never really been able to live up to it.
0: I think we got, obviously it's an issue with his asthma as well, isn't he? So I think with him, it could be sh- sh- um, short, sharp bursts when he comes on because, but, you know, because you would like to see him. I'd, I'd love to see him take on a player, do something wonderful, but continue it, you know, just build build behind the team because Rafa Benitez t- t- against. Oh, when look at all the players, if players come in there and demand their place, probably the one thing we haven't talked about is Mitrovic, haven't we, Chloe? and Neil? Oh. I'll tell you one thing, I when I saw him miss that shot, this is the me and Neil have had this regular conversation when it comes to Mitrovic, <laughs> A calm head in in the box. You couldn't imagine Gail missing that one. Could you, Chloe?
4: No. You couldn't, but um, Mitrovic. The weird thing is, actually, I think it's almost like he's been too calm, and it's almost as if he, um, you know when he, f- he first arrived, he yeah, was kid really kid crazy, and didn't he get <laughs> like a red card in one of his very first games?
0: You got red. You got yellow cards too, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. you got yes. you got sent off, didn't he, Neil? Yeah, next?
1: Against Arsenal, his opening game, yeah, he did. He came yeah. in I'm... telling everybody he was going to kick centre back. He kicked the centre back and got sent off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: I thought, oh, brilliant, we've got an absolute, totally crazy player. Mm. Um, whereas it's almost like he's been told to kind of calm down. And then since then, he doesn't seem to really be able to, to, to make much impact. He seems to have almost, dwind- he's like dwindling before our eyes mm. every week. Mm. Interesting it, yeah. um, uh, there's,
1: there's an interesting article, and I'd be just been put out by uh, Mark Douglas at the Chronicle about Mitrovic saying, um People are, are, are underestimating how raw he still is and that Rafa's not given up on him and we should, should be backing him, not be, be having a goal. I still stand by what I said about him after Oxford, about not trusting him in certain situations. Mm. Um, it, it's a very, very difficult balance, and I think Chloe makes a very valid point here. Mm. When you get a player who, who plays on the edge, there is a very fine line between tipping over the edge and being mm. on the edge, and it doesn't take much. And if you try and take that away from certain players, imagine Dennis Wise with a streak. He's not mm. the same player.
5: Mm.
1: You know, uh, imagine um, a Billy Bremner without the nasty streak. Nowhere near the same player. Mm. And th- so you, when you've got somebody who's got that bit of narkiness, that a bit mm. of ragginess, that way, we do love it. We love a bit of rage on the side. Everybody really loves good. a bit of catch by in the hell out of uh, advertising hoarding after he scored. Everybody <laughs> loves a little bit of that little bit mental mm-hmm. touch. Um, particularly when he's wearing the, effectively wearing the number nine shirt. Yeah, um, I've just got to bring in, in Lee. Easy. Hold on,
0: Neil. I've got to bring in Neil. Hold on. I've got good evening. I've got obviously the next guest in Lee Johnson. Good evening, Lee. How are you?
3: Hello, mate. All right,
0: good. I yeah. not too bad. You've got, you got Chloe on the line as well. Uh, I was on last season. Uh, to Chloe Ingram, you've got obviously Neil. Um, uh, go on, Neil, continue on before
1: I ask... All I'm simply saying is you take that, that bit of edge away from certain players and they're just not the same player. We've got to find a way to balance it, to let them have that bit of edge, let them have that bit of rage, let them have that bit of nastiness, but turn them into a more effective machine in front of goal when situations like that, when he snatches at a shot and shanks it wide, when it probably was easier to score.
0: Lee, what was your... T- obviously, you were there... Um, I think it seems to I think Neil makes a good point on we have to you know buy our times of Mitovic um, but this to me is the league where a lot of these you know things normally get normally get brushed over or you know with, with playing but the fact that he's um, you know he's He's playing one week and he's not playing a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm not. I think he's, I think he's gone this summer anyway. But what's your, what's your thoughts on everything? You know, we're going to the Rafa and it comes to the results. And as, as Chloe said before, we, we don't look like a team that's going to win the championship. Uh, what, what are
3: you talking about? What, what, was what,
0: what, coming from top one? Right? Uh, yeah, we're sitting, we're sitting top, but I think the, the way that we're playing uh, doesn't inspire confidence. Um,
3: I, 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 well, I, I, I kind of have a bit of a different view on that. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
3: at times we we'll haven't hit we we'll haven't hit great heights. I think me and Neil's touched on that, but we're currently still sitting top of the top of the top of the league at the end of the day. I think we. I loved Saturday. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, for the first seventy minutes, I thought we were absolutely outstanding. We should have put them to bed. Um, but I like I like games when they become nip and tuck. I I loved how the how the players certainly in the last twenty minutes of the game put their head on put their heads on the on the on the block, put their bodies on the line. You know, they came out to us in the last twenty minutes and that was to be expected just due to the chances that we missed. I thought it was a massive result for us. I just thought I just thought every single one of them was a was a steady seven out of ten. Obviously there were certain players better than others. You talk about Mitrovic there Mirovich Mitrovic led the line quite well. He, he played a major part in the goal I don't think with him. I think he actually needs to play game after game after game for his fitness because he looked a little bit top heavy, and he struggled after about sixty minutes. But in general, he did all right. Um, the players looked united. It was the first time actually they looked like they're all working for each other um, because over the last couple of weeks we've had a, you know, we haven't had the best run of form. I think probably Benitez is outburst during the week helped because obviously the fans were on it and it was the best probably St. James's Park's been this season so I think this group will stick together I think they're going to work hard and I think obviously what's happened midweek with the uh, Yona and Rafa coming out and things like that I think that could be a big plus because I think the fans at the end of the day are now going to, you know Rafa's going to play everything out in the media what he wants, what he expects, etc, etc and I think the fans know that Mike Ashley is... Um, Uh, in the background of the game and I I think that could actually work in the team's favour because I think the fans are literally back that to the hilt now.
0: Mm. When he he came out in the midweek, what did you think, obviously what he said, because I personally think I'd I'd rather, I think Neil's right when he says, you know, there's more of play when it comes to him but I think because of with Mike Ashley I think the end is already signalled, more or less, to Rafa Benitez that it's over. I personally I think.
1: Instant,
3: well, I had instant concern, Andrew. The minute yeah. I seen his interview, I, I just the, the, the big problem that I've got is at the end of the day, Rafa Benitez signed a contract in the summer. It took him about a week to do so, and there was mm-hmm. no doubt about that. He had his lawyers looking into the misdemeanors of the past, and he mm-hmm. wanted to get certain things signed off. He got certain things signed off. they possibly moved the goalposts on a couple of things. There's no doubt in my mind. You could tell by his face. Um, uh, he's an honourable man. He's a man of dignity. I think it's clear that he wants to finish the job and get us back into the Premier League. And you know, because he's, he doesn't want to be seen as a kind of quitter, getting off mid-season and things like that. But one thing is for sure: if Mike Ashley has moved the goalposts, if. They're going to go back on promises that they made to him where they give him full control to a degree. And there's no doubt about it. He will walk away in the summer and we will get relegated next season and we will be back to square one. And that's Stadium Alenti.
4: Yep. I've, I think that Rafa's definitely off in the summer. Um, and I think you're right. He's a person with a lot of dignity. I actually wonder if he's staying because he wants to put right the fact that we were relegated because I think he thought he could come in for a few weeks and save us. Obviously, he didn't achieve that. He's bonded with the fans. He's enjoyed the, the experience of having everybody at St. James's Park singing his name. And now I think because he knows that basically he, he did mention the last season, so he wants to kind of put that right by helping us go up. And I think once he's achieved that, he'll definitely go off.
3: He's pretty yeah, much said, Chloe. He, he pretty much said he. he I mean, he said in the week. mean, he, he put he put it out there. After, not the, the midweek interview, the one before mm. the match on Friday, when he said, mm. "I just want the. I, just, I. think the club needs to learn from old mistakes. He like, yeah. shouldn't even be having this conversation mm. again. It's ridiculous <laughs> that the owner is even mm. putting him in a position, putting him in a position where he's got to come out and say these things. What? Who does? Who does Mike Ashley think? He is going to get better than Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez shouldn't even be here working for Mike Astley. If you would looked at Mike uh, ownership, it's been absolutely toxic. The fact that Rafa Benitez actually gambled and coming in here and working is absolutely a miracle. And the fact that he actually stayed when we got relegated was a total miracle. And it's all down to the fact that he looks at the club, probably a little bit like Liverpool, and he looks at the city and he thinks, God, imagine if I can do something with this. But of course mm. you've got this guy here who... Uh, well, let, let, let's put it out there. This man appointed Joe Kinnear not once, but twice. Everyone thought Joe Kinnear was actually dead. So that was, <laughs> and John Carver. If, if, yeah.
2: If John, and John Carver James.
3: Just, to, But that would just sum up Mike Ashley's regime or ownership of the United is Joe Kinnear not once, but twice enrolled mm-hmm. at the United Football Club. So the sad thing is, the first six months were absolutely brilliant because I never heard his name once, yeah. not once. You never heard his name once. He was sitting in the background. But this transfer window coming, there was little murmurs. Murmurs. I didn't want to believe anything that, that was getting said because I thought, no, he's not that stupid. He's not that stupid. But he clearly is that stupid. He is. Yes.
0: Think. Is isn't it funny, Chloe? It's it's a bit like it's a bit like when you go when you go to I would say Little or you go to Aldi. People always talk about a product or the cheapness or how good it tastes. Now, when you come to Mike Ashley, he's got various businesses. Now, if he just left it alone and let a proper person, he would actually get the benefit of that. Um,
3: you know he it would abs- its an
0: absolute. This club, it's a monster of a club, an absolute monster. And you need somebody who can take it on. You know, uh, just take it on the way, the way, the way that it should be taken, taken on. And it's if obviously behind the scenes you've got the you've got the the other under under nineteens you've got the, the everything seems to be going the way a club should be doing but I I must admit Chloe, when you like I we we would we would love to be able to think okay we've got a good owner and I I people would go to his stores and you know people would be fighting each other because you know that's the whole point of it it's the message that you send. And the fact that he's building so many other stores in the northeast, because, you know, there's, there's a massive store um, near the metro centre and it's absolutely humongous and it's a great... I must have been in it. It's a great store. But he... Andrew, he, why
4: did you go in there?
0: Well, I want, I want to look around. It was the first day. I didn't buy anything, but yeah, I looked you're around. you
4: supporting the Ashley
0: Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it's really bad. That's, that's the problem about this. It's, you know... I, well, I, I've stopped going. Because I, I, I know deep down this guy doesn't want. He might be sucking the, the titty of the of the club, but um, he, every time he talks about Newcastle, it's it's a, it's always in a down. It's it's like it's a it's a bane of his life, mm. and. Um, sorry go ahead, go ahead
4: with that being the case yes you're right he does talk as if it's the bane of his life and that being mm. the case he should just sell up but he doesn't want to because obviously he is a businessman he is an entrepreneur he wants to make as much money as he possibly can I think that this is all about money and the horrible thing about Mike Ashley I mean everything mm. that Lee said was spot on he is toxic he definitely he seems to be very stupid but mm. um, he's also a gambler and he is just determined to keep on gambling with our club and at the end of the day the reason why Rafa Benin is at Newcastle. Um, Ashley thinks it's nothing to do with whether we we go up or not. It's all about getting bums on seats at St James's Park because we have one of the best attendances of any club in Europe, not just mm-hmm. in England. And that's because people go because they want to see Rafa. Yeah, yeah Neil,
0: it, it, the, thing, the thing is, isn't it, um, Lee? When when you you know as soon as Rafa you all know, decide to stay after you know after being relegated. People are like throwing money at the club, weren't they? Oh, I want the season yeah. ticket. I, I want to go there because, we, you know, we've got one of the best in the business. And that, the flip side just, of that is going to be... Not
3: just, not just that, Andrew. It's old and new, old and new. I touched, mm. I touched on this show when I talked about my dad. My dad getting in touch with us, starting to talk about, uh, oh, let us know how much the season tickets are going for, etc. Mm. That's a guy who walked away in 2005, and, you know, wow. he was, he's quite he's quite happy to... He was quite happy to watch games on the TV because he mm-hmm. didn't watch the Premier League. Anybody thought, "Oh, I'll go and watch a Rafa Benitez led Newcastle." casting out. And this wasn't, that wasn't just a, an isolated person. That, this is a lot of people. All the news returned. I was talking to a kid on Saturday who asked him next to the match and he was the same. He was saying, I already stayed because he stayed. Mm-hmm. And that—that that uh, that's a lot of people, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And when you're touching on little things about money and Mike Ashley and things like that, there's a big thing I've touched on it on Twitter. There's a big thing happening there in this could happen in the summer. Let's say Newcastle get promoted. Rafa Benitez led Newcastle United get promoted. The longer deal finishes in this summer. Yes,
4: yes. Teams,
3: people will be people will be queuing up.
0: Under Armour's next in, by, I people believe. People will
3: be queuing up to sponsor mm. Newcastle's shirt. Rafa Benitez led Newcastle United. Another gold mile for Mike Ashley. Not because of the fact that, not because of the fact that the sponsorship will be will come in. It'll be the shirts here because adults mm. will buy the shirts, because a lot of adults, my, me included, will not buy it with longer on the front mm.
1: Mm. and
3: things like that mm. have got to be taken into, you know, in consideration. I, I just I just find what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Again, a lot of it can be here. You say, Yes, mm. we're going off what the press is saying, but you can tell by Benitez's face that obviously there's been a slight change in the goalposts, mm. and. If Newcastle, Newcastle I've, I've said it many times, Newcastle United can be what it wants. Newcastle United could be a mine, For example, going back to when Kevin Keegan was here, you couldn't walk around Newcastle mm. without seeing someone in a black and white shirt. You don't mm. see that as much now, but literally you everywhere know. you went, the club shops used to make must have made an absolute fortune. Mm. Um, and it, it could again. It could again. You just need to allow a football man get on with a footballing job. At the end of the day, Rafa Benitez wants to achieve. So he will challenge Mike Ashley to try and achieve. Anyone who seemingly has challenged Mike Ashley to achieve, Kevin Keegan was one. I think Mm -hmm. Chris Hutton tried to to actually try to challenge him as well. And I think that's why he got the bullet. And then you've got Rafa Benitez. Obviously, you can have an horse kisser like Alan Pardew. Alan Pardew can kiss as many horses that he wants. But ultimately, he was happy to tell you, or I'm doing it, I'm... um, And dedicating that result to Mike Ashley They're
2: basically
3: happy to pick it up At the end of the day, if Newcastle want to achieve something Which they could Rafa Benitez will basically challenge Mike Ashley To take this club forward Unfortunately, if Mike Ashley's ambitions Do (laughs) not reach Rafa Benitez Rafa Benitez will walk out of Newcastle And pick up a Champions League club
0: Mm. Uh, Neil, the one thing The one thing that um, Probably surprises me a little bit Is that when you look at Um what they've actually said about Rafa, and it, obviously you can just surmise what they have been saying. But the the, the hangers-on with Mike Ashley allegedly supposed to have said, and I, "I've got a great source. i said this anyway." But they queried these the signings that he's brought in, and that's the reason for the dysfunction. Because in their minds, the players that he's brought in um, haven't been of the quality of have having delivered in some way, and that's, and that's what I believe is, and it was it came on the press well actually, but mm-hmm. that's what that's what he that's, that's the bugbear. Okay, that's let's, a f-
1: let's debunk that. Who hasn't delivered? Who, ha- who hasn't delivered? In your opinion, with we top.
5: We're top. So
0: yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying he thinks he thinks too? Darren Murphy no. he brought in obviously Darren Murphy to me. Uh, well, was in he, in I control. like I like you like him to yeah. But that's what, that's what he's been, that's what his hangers <laughs> on are <laughs> telling him. Del-
3: Del- <laughs> Daryl Murphy's delivered over the past couple of weeks. Handling. <laughs> Andrew, I'm
1: going to tell you this. There's, this. there's a civil war coming into Castle United in May.
0: Mm, yeah, and I agree.
1: And and, yeah. and and I don't think Rafa's going anywhere. I think Rafa's already gathering his troops. Because it's going to be quite plain. It's going to be one way or the other. And Rafa ain't going to walk. And... the. And really, if we go, if we go up and we've got people lining up the, to put a shirt on a, a mm. name on a shirt, provided that's the well, manager, drama. yeah, you know, and provided people are coming to say, right, we'll put a sponsor's name on that shirt mm. if that's the manager, right. And we, can, we can tell them, that we can we can basically say, right, write a blank cheque because it's worth X amount. Um, there's only one commercial decision to make. Yeah,
5: gotcha. <laughs>
1: there's only one commercial decision to make and so let's get into this here I, I can understand where everybody's coming from see, getting a bit doom and gloom and getting a bit sort of oh end of the season he's going to be away and this and mm. the other. not even started yet he's got half a season to drag drag this one and wind this one up made lads and lasses mm. and I'm telling you now the siege mentality is going to get harder and harder and harder and those players are going to play harder and harder for him and we're going to shout harder and harder for him. It's it's going to turn the situation into a no-brainer, if you ask me. That's just my take on it. I, I know it's a different take, and but, and it might sound a bit too optimistic. It might sound a bit too upbeat. Mm. Who knows? But I'm yeah. prepared to be surprised. I have been all season. <laughs> been prepared to be surprised by players I was unsure of in terms of, in terms of signings. Can you see the Edlands being a failure? Where well, he was good for a couple yeah. of points at the weekend. Can you see hanley has been a failure? I don't think he's ever let way down when he's coming to the side. No, nope. has Clark been a failure? <laughs> he, own goal yeah. aside, he was yeah. the, probably the best player on the pitch, even though he scored an own goal against. Player of the, the season, fans. I think. Yeah, possibly player of the season. I agree with you. You know, um, yeah. I think that I think if anyone really hasn't quite pulled up any trees, you might see Lazar hasn't yeah. quite slotted in the way possibly hoped, but I suspect mm-hmm. that's a case. The lad come from Italy. And The championship and genuinely getting lumps kicked out of you at Brentford on a Tuesday night it's not exactly coasting around on the pitch at Palermo, is it? Um, it, 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 it it's a very curious situation that we've got going on. Um, Mike Ashley's is n- undoubtedly a very good businessman. He's made his name in business. If you go through his track record in terms of what he's done with his businesses, he's always been determined to do it his way and the more people tell him no you can't do it that way he does it that way hey, um, cl- and, he, and he makes sorry. some successes, yeah. and some failures but genuinely the guy can a, can a guy be a multi-millionaire in that position mm-hmm. and genuinely make so many bad decisions as he makes mm-hmm. when he, he, he dips his toe into the water when he casts United I just don't know and I just don't get it
0: I was just about to ask me a question to Chloe and that bloody it's gone to my mind <laughs>
4: Uh, (laughs) Oh, God, it's
0: gone completely. Go ahead, ahead.
4: Corey. I just want to add to that about Ashley. I agree completely. I don't understand how he's ended up so rich. And he himself, when he was put in front of the Parliamentary Select Committee, yeah. when he was being asked about um, Sports Direct being a sweatshop, yeah. he said that the business had grown out of his control and he didn't know how to run it. And you <laughs> just think, what, what kind of billionaire business owner would admit that? Yeah. And, you know, it just it, it, it beggars belief um, that, that he is the owner of our club, it really does, mm. But, I mean, that's one of the things that's just so horrible about it. I keep thinking about, um, obviously, um, we've, we've all talked this evening about um, the fact that we don't want to keep seeing the same things from the past happen again and again. But Kevin Keegan says after he, he left last time that he'd been misled over players and been told that the club was looking at getting various players in. It was all a complete complete fabrication. And I think the same thing's happened to, to Rafa, and history's just repeating itself.
0: The didn't want the... the, the the question I had was, uh, when you look at uh, beneath the, the problem, I think, uh, it, uh, again, it's communication, isn't it? But, Chloe, and I'll ask this to Lee in a second, but when you look at um, the fact that um, all these conversations are going through Lee Charnley, and I, every time I, I keep on hearing about Rafa talking about Mag Ashley, it's like it's a non-event. He doesn't talk to him, he talks to Lee Charnley. Mm. So, if something's coming out and he's saying, oh somebody's in his ear saying this player, that player, this player Well it would you would think, wouldn't you, that as a um, well I, this this is probably my only criticism of, of Rafa is that I, you would you would ask for a meeting with the owner and say and you would set you would tell him this is what you're gonna do and you would embarrass him. Not embarrass him like he would be embarrassed, but he would be sitting there and he would say, Listen, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this you're gonna make what do, you, what do you think, Chloe? Because that's the—that's the that number. He's—you're going through a third person almost. Mm.
4: Lee Charnley is just a puppet for Mike Ashley. I'm quite sure Rafa has asked for meetings. Um, you know, he's not going to. Rafa is, you know, one of the main leading figures in fo- in mm. football. It's not as if he wouldn't stand up for himself and ask for what he wants. Of course, he's done that behind the scenes. Um, I think that it's just that Mike Ashley is just absolutely... It, it, it seems like he's insane and just willing <laughs> to gamble Newcastle.
0: Agreed. Lee? Same question?
4: Um, well, I, I mean, a uh,
3: uh, Liverpool, Liverpool fan said it was the other day, uh, Benitez... You know, when Benitez went bloggerheads with Hicks and
1: Gillette,
3: mm. uh, he said that uh, rapper played it out beautifully in the press both mm. the, uh, and in the media. But, he, but, they, but they also said Hicks and Gillette didn't want to lose the, the fan base. They also wanted to engage with the fan base. Whereas his words about our owner was like, I cannot second-guess your owner whatsoever because he seems to want to <coughs> alienate the fan base or annoy it and upset it. He said, mm-hmm. said Hicks and Gillette were totally the opposite. They wanted to obviously keep the fan base on side when Raffle was playing it out in front of the media. So, I, I don't know. The thing with Mike Astley is Mike Astley is such an aloof person. You couldn't. I, I would love to sit down with him and get five minutes with him and just ask him You know, what do you want to do? I mean, at the end of the day he gave that interview two years ago he said he was going to he
0: said he was going to bore the horse. Um, he is actually coming on the show, by the way. Is? he? Is going to be he, he's going to be on the show with um, a journalist I know. Um, who is I going on to, show. He's going to I be with a journalist. Mind. He's going to be a journalist uh, with him, uh, who I know quite well. So we're just going to wait for things to die down, and he's it's going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm not going to disclose Ashley, what day we're going to yeah. do it. You're
3: saying Mike Ashley's coming on here? No,
0: Rafa Benitez is going to be coming on. I
3: thought you said Mike Ashley. Oh no, it, I, I've rang, I've rang
0: said. Mike Ashley. It doesn't work. <laughs> <You've> <laughs> I've, Mike tried,
3: I've tried, so thing thing, t-
0: it, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. It doesn't work.
3: The, the only thing I was chuffed about when Mike Ashley actually gave a live interview on Sky because no one had heard him speak mm. that he didn't sound like awful. <laughs> <laughs> he, he
4: sounded almost um, um, comical. He had like he, he didn't have a very deep voice, did he?
0: No. <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? When he talks about New Cash United and he tries to explain it, like Chloe said when he talked about his other company, the guy hasn't got a clue. And this is why the genius and the crazy go together, because if the guy hasn't got a clue on what he's doing in his own business in New Cash United, God. Stay to me. Stay the hell away and I come up with another genius guy. idea.
3: Well, no, well no, I, well, no, because he appoints people. He appoints people to do jobs for him. You know, for example, the one I said before, Joe Cania. Not once, but twice. I mean, mm. again. Where, where, where do you pull that kind of information out of your head? Like I said, mm. everyone thought Joe was actually dead, man. Where <laughs> did he pull him? Where did he? Where did he pull him from? Not once, but twice. I was on holiday the second time he got appointed director of football, and I was refreshing my Twitter, my Twitter stream. I was out. I was out in the balcony with George, and I literally nearly spat my beer all over the floor. <laughs> I thought it was a joke.
0: Well that's the thing I I I know what Neil said already About the commercial decision There's only one decision to make But I must admit After what's happened I do sense He's going to go back in for Pardew I really do sense it I do That's the worst thing about this I think personally fair, That he's made a decision to be fair already to
4: be fair I'm worried you. That Pardew's going to end up Being our manager this week <laughs>
3: Is that what you heard? Quite,
4: um, I'm gonna go.
3: I'm gonna go and jump in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> you think it'd be?
0: That's the worst thing you can imagine. Yeah, it I mean, bar, oh my god.
3: Andrew, based on what you, you know, for again, just using the thing that the example I've just used, jokingly, not yeah. what, not once but twice. You, you never know. You, yeah. Yeah. Never know. Imagine yeah. you, what that would be, Andrew. The stadium would empty. It would be empty. <laughs> it's done. It's over. It would be. Dead. The club would be dead. There'll be no. The city is great at the moment, you know. When we win a match, mm. it's buzzing. It's absolutely buzzing. Mm. Fantastic. Everyone wants to go. Everyone wants to be part of this. Mm. But unfortunately, he's brought that bloody unease back again. Where mm. everyone's just a little bit concerned.
0: He all knows I'm what thinking, he's doing, though.
3: All he knows I'm what he's doing. At the End of the season is get 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 behind these players. Get behind this manager. Sing his name as much as I can, and and make it you know make it like make it known that this is non negotiable again. He's thick as out. I don't understand mm. what he, he should just come out straight away. and Goes look. This is what happened. I think the club actually should do a statement. Says this is what happened. This is our plan. This is what we want to do. Mm. Um, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to start like losing mm. it yet. But I'm, I'm. I'm. I am concerned. But all I want to do. All I want to do is back the players. Make sure we get promoted. I've got. A, I've got a feeling that, based on what's happened this week with the players and what the managers said. I think they are going to unite and work so hard to get mm. us up. Awesome. And basically. Leave it, leave, it, leave it out there that we, we, we can't go we'll not be able to move, move forward without him because ultimately right, nobody mm. is going to come and work for Mike Ashley mm. apart, of, apart from the, the likes of the guy you just mentioned there mm. or the likes of your Neil Warnock of this world mm. that's the only kind of people who will come and work for chances. Mike
0: Ashley chances yeah mm. I agree well thanks for coming on Lee I'm gonna. Uh, we'll catch you next week I've got to bring in my last mm-hmm. caller of the night and I want uh, Chloe to mm-hmm. ease back in her chair and as we've as got come, yeah, know, full you, of passion like,
3: you've, you've literally <laughs> killed you've literally killed me mentioning all apologies <laughs> I literally haven't got oh, harm <laughs> like,
0: well, thanks later. Lee cheers mate thanks, thanks sure, a lot sure, well we're sure. going to bring in Chloe you, probably never, you may have heard of John uh, who obviously lives in Bristol at the moment um, I'm going to let just I'm going to unleash John Obviously, oh, what's been going on this week, and then you can just tell Chloe what you think about the whole situation. Yes, we won on Saturday, we drew in midweek, uh, but tell me what's been your thoughts on what's been going on the last couple of weeks, John.
5: Good evening, guys. Chloe, Good evening. Neil, Andrew. Hello. How are we doing? How are we Good doing? Evening. Good? Hmm? Good evening. Um, right. Um, well, it's been a terrible week, hasn't it, really? Like in mean, Rome we drew on Wednesday. And, um, you know, and this Rafa sort of situation sort of thing as well. I just hope that he fears next season as well, because without him, we are going to be absolutely knackered. And Andrew, did you just mention how you then, coming back?
0: My hunch is, he, my hunch. Uh, I have got no sense to this, but my hunch is that this is all based on the fact that he's, that he's made a decision. I think he's already made it, but Neil, Neil reckons his things in place, but... Mm. I do yeah, believe yeah, that I'm Mike has already I'm made I his think, decision.
1: I think you need to go on to the serotonin reuptake uptake inhibitors, you. <laughs> I, think you some, I think you need some happy pills, you do, you really <laughs> think mate. Oh yeah, Mike. Hey, God, you Mr. Demon, you have a big cloud that follows you everywhere yeah. around Tyneside. <laughs> Hang on, where's the hands of <laughs> Look where the big cloud is, it's over the top <laughs> of there, that's him, it's following him around like it's on a bit of bloody string. How are you, man? Pick yourself up atop top the bloody league.
0: <laughs> I don't think it matters. I don't think it... I, per se, done, I think because of what he's like, I think because I haven't... I've been to one one or two games since Ashley started messing with Newcastle United, and I can't go back to it until he's gone. It's very hard because, like Chloe said uh, earlier, it, it's it's defo- it just makes you feel awful. And even Lee there, every time he come, gets involved in some respects <laughs> with Newcastle United, there's some they always feel that the next shoe is going to drop. And that's been indicative of his uh, presence yeah. ever since he's been in this club.
5: Um, John, so um, tell me, what, um, give um, me your um, thoughts, John. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, every time we do well, whether it's in the league or when things go well for us, right? Like you just said that. I mean, Mike is always got to come in, right? And um, he'll to mess things up all the time. He says something about the transfer dealings and that. And he's doing that. He's going to do things this we you. And what he's got to realise, Andrew, is that Rafa Benitez, I'll say this now, is the first thing that could have ever happened at this football club, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I've said it so many times, I'm glad he's here. And I hope he stays for many, many years to come. But the, the way it's going on in a minute, right? I mean, um... Rafa's gonna think of, he's gonna figure out his future in the summer and I'm very, very worried about that. Again, people saying, Oh, don't worry about the summer, keep sight." But the thing is you've got to look at the whole of the picture. to see what's gonna go on. But I tell you no, and you're gonna say it now, if Rafa walks away from this, right? Then Mike Ashley should take a long, long look in the mirror, and just think to himself, You could have had it so good and if he ever gets powered you back to this club that would be the death of his pal, honestly. <clears> he <throat> cannot come back from this. I'm sorry, you cannot. Like and like you, Neil said in Iran, it could be chances like Warnock sort of thing in um that. <sighs> I'm dreading it. I'm really, I'm dreading it. What you,
0: sorry. It, no, that, that's the thing is that I think we would, I think if nothing had happened, I think we, and he, he just, he had got in the players that he wanted to come in. At least it's, at least we've always been on an even keel haven't I mean, we, Chloe? Because if we're on an even keel, then we, have, we haven't we have got to have desperate messes, messages from the managers saying, please, back the players. Br-, you know, they're bringing the flags in. And everything, even the... There was a drive on this weekend um, to bring in uh, people who've gone to uh, food banks. And, yeah, it gained a lot of traction on, on, on uh, social media, on TV. It went down really well. Um, but... The thing, that's the worst the worst thing about it if he just st- if he just stares away and just does let let's, let's 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 the expert get on with it it's far more easier and it it, it and it it, it it drives him traffic and yes we've got a draw i think um i think there was even criticism uh, from towards the crowd that um you know we w- fans were happy with the draw uh in midweek Mm-hmm. So it felt like desperation, didn't it? Uh, really, um, that, that, that we had to we had to win that game. And it's funny, isn't it? The other teams drop points, and we look like a strong position. But because of that league, things can happen so mm. quickly because they're playing that many games, aren't we? Yes, and
4: things can change very quickly.
0: Mm. And that, that's and that's the thing. Every like I think every any club. Have aspirations of getting, you know, doing well. They always like to do it from a position of strength. A team that's top of the league, scoring goals, pleasant on the eye. You, the, the 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 big teams. I mean, the big teams always go out and deliver deliver strength. Get players they want in that could add immediate impact to the team. And that's where with Newcastle United, we've ne- You can go through past champions as well. We've never really had that. Um, probably Keegan, uh, Bobby Robson. Well, um, I'm not. I'm loath to say Pardie because you know we had one season, didn't we, where it was okay, where we were doing okay and we were, we were reaching for the stars in some respect. But even when Pardie was there, and this is a, and this is the big, the biggest yes man in the whole world, John and mm. Chloe. Um, he he. Come came across that he was desperate to bring in other players a bit like he does at crystal pass didn 't he You know he had these he's, he had a canny team there and he starts and he spends the money, brings in all these players, and he gets a too much of an attacking team when he 's always been known as a defensive coach so that, that, that he, that, the thing is remember when he came when he came in to Newcastle um, every, all the goalkeeper the the midfield players always all said he 's very much a defensive. Minded coach who likes to, um, you know, get play play on the break. I think Newcastle, we always kind of sense we 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 were a team that played on the break, but now even when I watch us, and yes, we won the weekend. I you know, I think because he's he's trying to bring in players to try and maybe up the up the ante for when we do play away and uh, and at home. And that's why he wanted to bring prison. And that's the one thing that, that worries me, is that the fact that, you know, we're going we're gonna, to, whatever happens at the end of the season, uh, I, you would think, like Neil said, there's going to be a, a major reorganisation com- if we're in the Premier League. But, you know, the, the, the way that things are going on, he's not going to get the money.
1: Well, go on, tell you, Neil. No, no, I just think that's rubbish. I think that's rubbish to say that now that he's not going to get money, he's not going to get this, he's not going to get that. We don't know what's going to unfold. Mm. And as I'm saying, saying to you and I've been saying all night, we just have to live in the now. Objective number one is to get promotion from this godforsaken division mm. and then we worry about what's going to happen. We can't do anything else but, and whipping ourselves into a little frenzy or carrying your little cloud around with you every <coughs> bloody day, isn't going to help, and it's not going to help you. It's not going to help the club. It's not going to help Rafa Benitez. It's not going to help the players. It's not going to help the general mood
4: amongst the fan base. Neil, what, if, what you the An- if you think
1: go for it, I'm going
4: to. If <laughs> you think <laughs> Andrew's carrying a, cl- a cloud around because he thinks Pardew might come back, I think for as long as Joe Kinnear is alive, it's possible that he might come back. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, Chloe, no! <laughs> <Joe> Kinnear, no! <nah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't do that, right? Nice. You can say Brendan Rogers if he wants, but um, he never leave with he never. <laughs> but, no, I'll, I'll wait, man. i if it's tell you what, if Padu or Kinnear or anyone else who's near to back the Newcastle right? Oh, my God. I'll tell you something, they'll be absolutely hell on. But you should be talking about that, sort of, like Neil said, get from the water in the foot, right? It's no good getting in the fence here just get promoted first as a number one target and then worry about it in the summer so I, while I was here I hope Rafa if he does that then the sky is the limit
0: I think the interesting thing for me is that in the f- moving forward from the my cloud but um when you look at um, you know um the, the player coming back uh, John Joe Shelby and Dwight Gale have not been on the same pitch for nearly two and a half months so that if he plays, I think wh- wh- who we got next is it Wolves? We got away.
5: Wolves
4: away. Wolves Oof, that's well, going to
0: be way. a good one, yeah, isn't I
4: think it? Wolves
0: and then oh. Nor- Norwich and then I think we got Villa. Oof, that's going to be a good one, isn't it? But like no that's the thing, you see, um if we, I think if we if we have the players that all the difference makers, the players that come back inters- interspersed with a, a, the young lads that's from the bench with a bit of experience, Um it could it it could be we could go on a run when you I just think when you look at the when you look at the demographics of what the, the way we've been playing lately um it's i think it's going to be squeaky bump time all the way to the end of the season, but you just hope like like you said before Chloe that we go on a run like of nine games six games whatever it is, because in that league you can go on a run for six and then lose a couple and be be back in it um what, what, uh, we, let's Let's, what you, so give me a. What do you think is going to happen at the, the next game against Wolves, Chloe? What's,
4: um, your, what's your hunch? Think, I think it could be really quite um, dangerous for us because unfortunately, mm. whenever we're up against weak opposition, we always make them look like they're Barcelona. <laughs> so we we play much better against stronger teams. I don't know why. I mean, Wolves. We should be on paper. We should be absolutely trouncing them. I would hope it'd be about maybe. Four 0 to us, but I haven't got confidence <laughs> that that's going to happen. I think because they beat us last time.
0: Yeah, two nil, wasn't it? And the racism. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I've just asked to come back. You know, the racism with Shelby. It'll be a spicy game. Do, do I know what day it's yeah. on? Is it Sunday? No, it's Saturday. The late Saturday. Game
1: on Saturday. Oh, the late game. The in the UK,
0: kickoff. Oh, good. This will be quite good. Give me a, give me So, what, what, score do you think it's going to be, here, Chloe?
4: Um, realistically, I, I really hope that we win because we need to. So I think maybe it might be be one 0 something one like nil. that. But it should be, it should be like four 0 Wh- What
0: yeah. do you think? Uh, I think a draw because Lambert's the manager, isn't he? And he's been pulling up. Uh, he's been doing quite well for them, getting them playing, getting them playing well. Uh, I think it, I'll be I'll be happy with a draw. But like yourself, you know, you you would think would win, but it'd be interesting to see what they do with Shelby. And how they man mark The one thing that worries me about Lambert, I, you th- know he he'll have a game plan for Newcastle and the the worry is, is that they get an early goal. Newcastle don't don't normally come back and win the game. Mm. I think and the statistician, Neil might be the term of that one. Go ahead, John.
3: What?
5: And another problem we've got, I mean we're just not they're just lacking glues in a minute. He can't try Gala Right. Mm. Then we have problems scoring goals. I mean, are you up to Perez sort of thing? I mean I have been to him but Blake, He's not been good enough. I mean, mm. the two chances he had against QPR, yeah. would have three them all and I tell you what, he cost us the game, you know what I mean? I just don't think he's good he's not a centre forward. You know what I mean? But I think he I mean he needs to be turned at the firing line really. I mean, even Diame would have scored one of them, and that sort of thing. I'm a, I'm a mm. fan, and you know that is our problem. They not be scoring goals
0: when, um, get Neil take over for a minute. I've got, yeah, I've got, I've got a question before I, I've got to do something first, and then Neil can take over. uh Chloe, uh, what's your thoughts on Perez? Like John mentioned,
4: um, I've been very disappointed with Perez this season. He looks kind of weak. Um, he seems to have lost confidence somehow. He's missed, um, he seems to miss lots of chances. Um, well, Steph, just,
1: just been really disappointing. I, I, I think I'd agree. I think he's looked. He, 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 for me, he was in a position where he could have kicked on and taken this division by the screw for the neck because he's, mm. he's got all the tools in the box. Uh, it just at the minute, he seems to be determined to put a screw in with a hammer. It, 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 it's like he, he, he's looked weak at times, he's looked a little clueless at times. I know there was a lot of debate. Um, in the I, I, in the game against QPR, but whether the second ball to Matt Ritchie you overhit d- deliberately out of spite, and I don't know whether that's in, intentionally possible, but either way, it, when he should have played him in, he didn't. And then when he tried to play the play, the, play him in, he got his um, his driver out when he needed a pitching wedge. It was a bit, bit ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, and I think his decision making's been poor <coughs> in this division, and, and I think that's probably the the, the most the biggest thing because i mean he has at times i mean the the goal he scored against ipswich at home that volley to finish off a fabulous move you know that that takes some real skill to do um but we're just not seeing enough of it are we
5: and um and i was going to see a swell all night right i mean and it can be frustrating as well he's mm-hmm. right? got the ability right he's got the ability to do well but I've yet to see evidence of that this, this season to be honest with you sort of thing you know what I mean it's last best game for me I've going to be honest, you. was last season against Tottenham. We won 2-1. I thought he played really, really well. But, again, he needs to get his confidence back. Because at the minute, mm-hmm. it looks shot. And just to say as well, quickly, i note as well, I'm getting a lot of stick on social media. Saying that you're, yeah. not that you're, Perez, so you're not allowed to have that in your superiors. You're not allowed to in. But I'm sorry. We're in, we're in, so if he plays well, and I go to any player, if they play well, they are it or when you go through I tell how I like it is because I'm not going to sugarcoat anyone that they don't play right do you know what I mean it's best to be truthful and it's best to be honest
0: yeah I think with P- Perez he, he, I think we all expected a bit more didn't we because um, I, I remember when he first came he used to be along that line he used to be quite you know really mobile he used to really you know he, he would take players he would take players out because um, he, the, he was so quick but he just seems to have lost something and uh, maybe it's confidence. Um, he's definitely getting knocked over the ball still quite easily. He's a young lad, I suppose, but um, that's probably the one thing that, you know, yeah. bugbear bug because he should be. Because against Wolves coming up, you know, we're going to have to take our chances because, you know, they're, they're not going to be shy coming at way. I think the, only, the, good, the one thing I'm going to put my neck out and say is normally Wolves aren't that good in the first half. They normally come on strong a little bit later on, but I think it's vitally important that we get an early goal against Wolves and, um, you know, push them back a little bit. Uh, because I can't see Gale starting. I, I think he'll come on the bench, I think they'll, they'll go a bit uh, careful with him. But, um, you know, I think Shelby's going to have to watch himself. It's going inter- to be an interesting game. Give me a, give me a score, uh, John. Um,
5: I'm going to have to agree with you, Andrew, again. I'm going to go for a draw. Once each mm-hmm. draw... But we must. If we're going to win this game, we must go and give it a go. I know we are def- we play defensive at times, but mm. we need to start on the front foot. And well, I think Lee said that as well earlier on. We start on mm. the front foot. We do that, then yeah, we're going to be tough to beat. But at this moment in time, you know, I'm definitely going to say a goal. Once each scores, with I'm mm. um, going to say Mitchell is going to score.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Neil. Andrew. What, give me a score
1: for,
0: Four, the, score for the weekend, we're going to win 2-0. <laughs> OK. And I've, I think I have already said, uh, Chloe, we, you told me 1, you thought oh, it was going to no. be 1-0. Well, no. well, thanks very much, for everybody coming on tonight, especially to Chloe Ingram, who did think she's only going to be here for five minutes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I got you again. I got you again, you see. <laughs> but uh, thanks so much for everybody coming on, um, and we'll be back again next week. And thank you. It's been a great night of Toon Talk. Stay on the line uh, Chloe.
4: Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Be great.
0: Just
1: brilliant, thank you. Much you. Much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks John. See
0: ya. I see I'm
2: too
1: late.
0: That was Toon Talk. If you want to go to www.toontalk.co.uk, you'll be able to listen in to the to the show again. And also, you can go to the iTunes. Just type in Toon Talk, and you'll be able to listen back to the show with our very very special.